Wait, what? Wait, what? We're on? We're live? Hey, you. Hey, you. How goes uh, it? Uh, it's good. Good. Yeah. Very How good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Enjoying not being at school. I am honest to God, like, so excited to hear your out of school review. I actually, like, I wanted to call you yesterday and be like, so how are you feeling? But I was like, wait for the pod, wait for the pod. <laughs> well, even then, you know, since yesterday was a holiday, it didn't really feel like I was completely out of school yet. <laughs> you needed that first so, obligatory school day. Yeah. So, like, today is the first day of, you know, not a holiday. Don't have to wake up for anything. Just school's out. Now school is out. For sure. And it feels good. And <laughs> did you sleep in? Um, as much as I can. My my body is still on that clock. Yeah. And so you know, I wake up, but then I have to <laughs> go back. To sleep. I have to tell my body, uh, uh-uh, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> go back to sleep. <laughs> Yeah, I wake up between the hours of six thirty to eight, and it's no, it it's pretty cycled in that way. It doesn't matter. Yep, yep. Body, your body gets on a clock, and it's just you know the it gets very regulated and unregulating I, it. I, I'll unregulate it just in time to go back to school. <laughs> I kind of like it. I kind of like waking up. I mean, you wake up at like five thirty. That's a whole different story, but. I more often than not, I wake up about like seven thirty, eight, six thirty to seven is kind of rare. So honestly, I don't mind being up by eight a.m. I feel like I kind of have a full day whenever I do that, and I'm still young enough to where I can like stay up till midnight, one in the morning, and wake up at eight and still feel like I slept enough. So it's not terrible. Oh God, man, I wish, man, dude. I mean, like, <laughs> no, I'm definitely feeling older, bro. Like, I am 26. Like, that's not old, but that's that's not 19 anymore. Like, I'm working, like, all my young managers are 19, and in my head, I think I've said this before, but in my head, I'm like, I can run circles around these dudes, and then, like, eight hours into a 12-hour shift, I'm tired, and they're just bustling, laughing, energized, and I'm like, fuck, I'm old. All right, you guys win. Like, I'm, I'm like, okay, I see it. I actually am aging. <laughs> like, I'm actually aging. <laughs> Right on. And I'm I like, I'm that. kind of okay with this. It's all right. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. That, yeah. It amazes me. So, like, some people are just like, refuse to want to age. They just refuse to admit that they're getting older. And I'm just like, it's okay. That is like <laughs> right. literally a part of life. <laughs> right. No, and it's weird because the boys, like, I'll be doing something and they'll be like, hey, Damien, do you want to blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, oh, I don't, sure. And they're like, I'm like, you don't have to ask me that. They're like, oh, well, you're, I don't know, you're, like, older than me. You're like, I don't know. I just felt like it was respectful. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fuck. <laughs> and that's something else people don't understand. Age is such a comparison thing. Because you can be a room with, with you know, for me, I can be in a room with 60-year-olds, and they're looking at me like I'm a kid. Oh, exactly. I'm just like, well, you're 60. Yeah, you're old. You know, <laughs> that's a different level of old. Um, but I'm in a room of with elementary kids, and I seem ancient. Right. So it, it's, it, it really is about the environment that you keep. It really helps you to determine age and like the factor of age. Agreed. So, yeah. You know, I'm old. 
in certain terms, in certain events, but other places, I'm I'm the young kid. I'm the kid. Right. Yeah, it's absolutely. Crazy. Age but is that, an interesting concept. It is. It very. It really is. It's a deep concept, right from the the top of the show. I would say, look at us getting philosophical <laughs> in the first ten minutes. I know. It's, wow. It's <laughs> gonna be talking, that kind of. Screw talking about our weeks. Let's discuss. Let's discuss how money's a man-made concept. Okay. <laughs> Right from the jump, it got deep real quick. Oh. It's gonna be that kind of episode, okay? Well, you know, Mister thinks about death twenty four seven. I was gonna talk about age right. at some point, yeah. You know, it was bound to come up. <laughs> so, Damien, how was your week? Oh boy, it was a good week. Um, it was an interesting week. Um, this is this is weird. Um, I'm actually going to touch about part of it in my millennial moment. So, um, I'll save it. I'll save part of it, but I went to, um, so I'm working in the Odessa location right now, vastly different than Midland. So Jersey Mike's as a company structure typically works like this. Um, busy bustling lunches, very, very, very busy lunches, completely dead from the hours of like two to 5 p.m. Busy but not chaotic dinner rushes. So from five to seven thirty, you're you're hustling, but you're not getting smashed. And then slow cleanup time from seven thirty to nine thirty when you go home. Close at nine o'clock. Get home about like nine fifteen, nine twenty, nine thirty. That's how a traditional Jersey Mike's works. Uh, Odessa is the quintessential Jersey Mike's. It gets obliterated at lunch. I I'm like, oh my god, is this ever going to end? I am bored out of my mind from the hours of two to five. Uh, I'm busy but not crazy during dinner and then whatever we close we go home midland is hey buddy i hope you're ready to hate your life today it's not gonna stop till you close i don't know what's up with midland store midland is an abnormality as far as jersey mike's business structure is concerned midland gets smashed for lunch you're like odessa dinner busy during two to five then you get smashed from like five to seven thirty and then you're like odessa dinner busy from seven thirty to close with maybe some slow time from like eight thirty to nine o'clock and then you're done for the day it, it's a lot and i was in midland for my first two months out here and now i'm in odessa and i'm just bored out of my mind dude i have cleaned i have organized I have trained. I have learned hot topics with every employee, so I always can make conversation. Oh yeah, well, what do you, what do you think about the uh, the heat in the, in the Celtics? Or oh yeah, did you see Taylor Swift and her boyfriend? Like I I can talk to everybody at that store, but I'm bored out of my mind. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I just want to be busy. I want to be smashed. Um, but it's good. The people there are fantastic. The customers are awesome. We have a good time. Um, so I've been enjoying it. It's it's a different pace in Midland, but I don't hate it. Um, I don't know if I told you guys this. Did I tell you like the whole fiasco that happened with my mattress? No. Okay, so. I ordered. I ordered on payday. Payday two weeks ago. I ordered an entertainment system and my mattress. My mattress. Tell us was, about the entertainment system and putting the, putting it together. And I remember asking you, you know, is it functional? Is it all wobbly? Blah blah blah. Right. Did you know anything about your mattress? So my mattress was quote unquote delivered two days after I ordered it. I never got it. I waited like five days, still never got it. I called Amazon. Amazon gets on the phone with the UPS warehouse distributor, whatever you want to call them. And they're like, oh, 
we have this set for pickup. And I'm like, no, it's it's delivery. What the hell? And they're like, this product is supposed to be delivered. This is part of our Amazon. Like I had Amazon on my side. It was pretty cool. She's like, this is part of our Amazon promise to the customer. And you are making us look bad. Like she was just like, you have to deliver that package. He ordered delivery. We promised him delivery. So the lady's like, okay, I'll, I'll have it sent out. It'll be there tomorrow. Well, it was not there tomorrow. So I waited three more days because I'm a patient person and I got this little ghetto ass couch bed that I don't like and I'm sleeping. Well, three days pass instantly here. I call Amazon again. I'm like, yo, where is my mattress? They get on the phone with the people and the people are like, oh, they tried to call you, but I think they received the wrong phone number. And then like, I'm like, I confirmed the phone number twice with the agent. She's like, well, can I get it again? I give her the phone number again. She's like, it'll be there by tomorrow. This was this would have been Thursday of last week. Um, was not delivered. So I called them on Friday, and I went Karen mode. I'm talking about you pro- three different times. Ah, like, like I had to, and he's like, "Oh, I, sir, I see right here that this exceeds our delivery weight, and they can't carry that up the stairs. So you're gonna have to pick it up." And I'm like, "You guys couldn't have told me that two weeks ago." <laughs> because I could have just drove two weeks ago and picked it up, and would I have been annoyed? Yes, but would I have had a nice mattress this whole time? Yeah. Like, you could have told me this two weeks ago. So me and this uh, kid, James, from the Odessa store, kid I'm cool with, I'm like, hey, bro, can you, like, help me with this mattress, whatever? You got muscles. You're, you're cute. He's like, yeah, I got you, bro. <laughs> we drive over there. Tell me why this motherfucking package weighs 60 pounds. 60 pounds. This what? mattress weighs 67.5 pounds, bro. And the box ain't even that big. I carried it by myself up those stairs. I didn't even need James. <laughs> the entertainment system that was delivered to me by FedEx weighed 110 pounds. And UPS could and they dropped it off at my front door. And UPS couldn't drop off my mattress that weighed 65 pounds, bro. Wow. In a box that was like was small enough that I could just wrap my arms around it and carry it up three flights of stairs. <laughs> and and in the delivery notes, I even put if this is too big or heavy, because you know they have to look at the delivery notes because they have to have codes to get into the building. So I know they saw it and it said, and I know because I get text messages when my code has every person has a unique code and we get text messages anytime our code is accessed and when i give it to like doordash or something i know when my code's being used and they had to have used it to get into the property period and then (laughs) mind you it said if this is too heavy to take up the stairs drop it off underneath the stairwell and i will take it up myself and they didn't even do that because they didn't try they just saw that it was a mattress and assumed that it was too heavy and assumed it was too big just by description of the product. But the thing no is, intentions to deliver that. But dude, they got, I know that they came by my place because I got the notification when the day they showed up, the day it was quote unquote delivered the first time. So it was like they took, they made the effort to drive to my place and then what? So I was on the third floor and said, oh, fuck that. Probably. I, I said in the they, notes doubt, to leave it under the I stairs. Doubt, <laughs> I doubt that they even had the product on the truck. <sighs> <laughs> so irritated by this whole situation like you don't understand like this couch bed's fantastic if you have like a guest staying over and they just need somewhere to sleep for a night it's great to sleep on this for a month i've been sleeping on this since yeah. i moved here on may 1st it's bad like my back hurts my neck hurts i'm tired oh, yeah. i could have that bar is real 
Dude, I could have been sleeping on my mattress for like two and a half weeks now if they would have just told me the first time around, hey, you're going to need to pick this up. I'm so, so irritated. So now my friend Katie, God bless her soul, she lives on the first floor. She's like, anytime you get any big packages, just have them deliver it to me and then we can figure out how to move it. I'm like, okay. I Thank you. I agree because, oh my God, bro. Like when I tell you this whole ordeal had me cussing up a storm, like, ah. I've been I've gone Karen mode twice in the past like month of my life. <laughs> I never go Karen, bro. <laughs> Goodness. Um, but I got the mattress today and I'm sleeping on it tonight and I am thrilled. Like excited. Well, that is something to look forward to for sure. So that's my week. Okay. Okay. Nice. Nice. Um this past week. I actually got out of the house and like did something fun. So my friend Matt Weatherford, I think I, I know I've talked about him several times on here before. Yeah. Um, Matt is an aspiring comedian. And so he has been doing some amateur stand up all over town. And I've seen a clip, you know, and uh, it was pretty funny. And so he, he, he like every weekend, like, I don't know why people just assume like I have nothing to do <laughs> and I'm on here just talking, you know, about getting on my calendar and all this stuff just for the hell of it, <laughs> apparently. And so he's always under that assumption that, well, when I call up Courtney Rallo, he's just going to drop everything and do whatever. <laughs> Wrong. You said <laughs> actually. <laughs> actually, no. <laughs> Check yourself it's out. A- Right, check everybody. Check yourself. Like, hey, you I do put that. in formal requests now. Uh, you learn, which we need to revisit. <laughs> we haven't revisited. It's the summertime now. You say we revisit during the summer, but go on. Tell us. Well, he was like the same way. He was just like you said when school was out. Then you'd be more available. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> You're like not the second school was out. <laughs> I mean the second, like <laughs> that. That Friday was a half day, and he on the phone. Talking about, remember, you said school was out. <laughs> I'm just like, the fuck, bro? Like, really? Can I have a minute? Can I have a <laughs> minute? Have, like, school is not officially even, like, we're <laughs> barely done. Right. Uh, but anyway, <clears throat> so he convinced me to go out on Saturday. Um, he had two open mic nights to do. He was just like, you'll be fun. I went out with he and his wife. And uh, first off, there's a, a brewery in town called Eccentric Brewery or something like that. I've heard of it. You've heard of it? Mm-hmm. It's like literally an old warehouse. And they make like combat baseball bats there. Oh. Like, like, the, like the bats that are wrapped in, in barbed wire and that kind of shit and spikes and everything. Oh, my. Like. Like literally combat bats. Okay. We used to do something else in the storefront. It looks like just a warehouse. When we pull up to this place, and I'm just like, "You bring me to a warehouse? What the fuck?" And so <laughs> we walk in. He's just like, "Oh no, no, no! It's a bar. It's a brewery, and all this kind of stuff." And I'm like, "Okay." So we walk in, and the front has all these bats that are just like, I'm just like, "Where? What? What is happening?" And he had already warned me that this place was going to be pretty white. It was going to be pretty white. Okay. And it was definitely pretty white. 
just I mean, just from the combat bats. And we walk in and like go over to the side and, and there are all these beers that they they've brewed. Uh, the weight set was super nice. Uh, I can't remember the name of the brew that I got. It was something citrusy because that was all, you know, I'm a new person here. And, you know, what is your, what do you recommend for my first beer? And first she had me try this one thing. And like, I was just like, oh yeah, that sounds good. And I tried, and she was just like, do you want to try it? Or do you want the whole glass? So you better let me sample it. So she sampled it and it was just God awful. I was just like, oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, can't drink that. That's what you're known for, right? And so uh, she was just like, "Yeah, I had that that feeling." And so uh, she tried. She gave me something else, and she was just like, "You want to try it, or you know, you want to go for it?" And I was just like, "Let me try it." So I did, and it was delicious. Okay. um, The second beer was definitely the beer of choice. So we get our beers, and then we go back around into this little tunnel thing and into the actual warehouse. And it's like got this little stage and there's a food truck back there and some tables and everything. And I'm just like, where the, what is this? What in the hillbilly is happening right now? Hillbilly. <laughs> and so, uh, but it was cute. It was really cute. Okay. And, um, we had to be there like an hour early so he could sign up and be first on the list uh, because we had another place to go to. And I'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, this place, you know, we, we're just there for a while. I go to the food truck because I'm starving. They had already eaten. Mm-hmm. So I got some street tacos and um, uh, Leah, who's Matt's wife, wanted this cake they had this like stood uh i can't remember what they called the cake but it had it was like a chocolate cake with uh dr pepper dripping and like okay uh, it was it was delicious it was sounds amazing. delicious yeah yeah it was amazing it was just so amazing uh so you know i got that for them and and maybe street tacos and some other little dessert thing that they had and so, uh, you know, we're waiting and waiting. And then there, there's this guy who is dressed in this black and purple outfit. And he looks like, so do, do, you, do you, did you ever see Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yes. Do you remember the villain from Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Uh, mm, he played Christopher Lloyd. But he was like this weird-looking white guy with big buggy eyes. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, so this guy that was there looked just like the villain from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Really? And he had on just this the strangest outfit, this black and purple, and you know he just he just looked so out of place. And uh, we're talking to him, and, and I'm just looking at Leah the whole time. I said. I bet that's the funniest motherfucker in this entire room. <laughs> <laughs> and he was? And she's just like, no, there's no possible way. And so, you know, we're talking for a while and Matt goes to do something. And so um, we engage him in conversation somehow. And I was just like, so, you know, we, we're leaving pretty soon. Do you go second? And like he and the guy who run the manager of that establishment, I guess, 
uh, they start chuckling and, and they're just like, no, he's the headliner. Oh, I wow. Said, I said, oh, really? He <laughs> was like, yeah, I do this all over the place. And his name is Marvin something. I, I'm so terrible with names. Okay. But he's, he's apparently he's a, a magician. And that's his stick and everything. He came over and he told us a few jokes. And they were kind of mildly funny. After he walked away, I said, maybe he is not the funniest motherfucker on the planet. <laughs> oh, I hear oh, echo. I hear echo. What happened? And I don't hear Damien. Hello? Damien? Damien Crawford. Are we about to have a moment? No, maybe he's getting a phone call. Anyway, so the guy was, he was only mildly funny and he was going to show us some magic trick, but suddenly he, he got called away. Are you there? He's here. He's here. Hi. Oh, there you are. <gasps> did you not do not disturb? Did you no, get a phone I did, call? but I, so. So at, there was a mini work emergency, and then I tried to call one of my managers back to inform him, and then I realized he was busy at the store. So I was like, hey, just call me when you're off. And I guess he was like, I'm going to call him now. And I was like, no. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, it was uh, weird because I just – I heard myself. I heard like an echo. It connected you to my Bluetooth else. speaker. Oh, okay. When he went to call just me, like, it connected you. Yeah. I was just like, well, okay, well, hopefully he'll come back. I'll just start talking again. Yeah. But uh, anyway, anyway, the guy was was just not all that funny. He was very interesting. And I would still probably want to watch his routine because mm-hmm. he, he was just a very interesting person. Like, just in, from the look and everything and and the little sample of his routine that he gave us. He's just, he's hella interesting. I will say that Marvin, the hella interesting magician. Okay. But of course we didn't say for that, Matt, he tried out some new material at that place and did one of his, his, uh, his more reformed jokes. And it was really funny. He did a good job. So then Matt we did went one over. of his what jokes? I'm sorry. His, um, Normal routine jokes like oh okay ref- my apologies I think I said I used the word reformed or re- refined is what I was the word I'm looking for one of his oh. more refined jokes one that you know he's been practicing he's been doing for a while right right so um we go back we go over to the rose which the rose is a newer hookah bar um I've here heard in Midland place. yeah you probably heard of it they do a lot of they do a good job advertising the different things. Well, Saturday is open mic comedy night. And it is hosted by the wonderful and amazing Stephanie Shonuff Spencer. And she is someone that I definitely want to be on the show. Okay. And it's going to be an episode where we just laugh our asses off. Because she is just a hilarious, hilarious person. Uh, from right here in Midland, Midland homegrown and um, she does a lot in the community. She actually runs a garden um, and she's got a very green thumb. 
uh, runs the garden and everything. And, and she's, she's just as helpful as she possibly can. Uh, she actually, you know, I put out a call because uh, Midland Community Theater was trying to diversify. And uh, she came and tried out for Cinderella for that musical, that first musical they did last year. And she did a good job. She was terrified. First time doing anything like that. And uh, but I was so I was just so proud that she she made that effort and she tried out. But anyway, she is the MC and host for the comedy night. And let me tell you, she is the undisputed queen of West Texas comedy. I okay. gave her that. I just gave her that moniker. Okay. <laughs> I said she is the undisputed queen of West Texas comedy. Uh, she is just so funny, but uh, she emceed that show and she has some headliners from, from I think they were from L.A. Yeah, oh, wow. they're from L.A. And uh, very funny, very funny. Matt did uh, opening open mic there, and then one of my other good friends, uh, Brandon Medlock, who I always go back and forth with on Facebook. I've known him for a little while, and and uh, he was he had a great set. He was pretty funny as well, and so it was just it was just a cool night away from home, and something that I had never experienced. I had been wanting to go to the Rose and go and been wanting to go to one of these comedy nights. You know, Matt kept telling me about it, and you know, uh, he had linked up with Stephanie and. You know, of course, I know Stephanie. And so um, she was telling me, she was just like, I would have been waiting for Matt to drag you out here, you know, with to, and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to be recognized and, 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 you know, seen in those different lights and people understand that, that I have a little bit of a platform. And if I can help elevate other people, then I'm definitely going to do that. And so at the end of the night, I told her, I said, Stephanie, I want you on the show. I think you're hilarious. I think that more people need to know about you. And she so uh, she, she has a Juneteenth show coming up. And so um, I definitely want to get her on before that and give her a chance to promote that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we can work out some free tickets. Who knows? Yes, and you can go and experience that because hella funny, like hella funny. She is hilarious and she's getting, you know, she's trying to bring in big time talent, but I think, you know, part of doing that is she just needs more financial backing to be able to do that. And I think that there, if there's nothing else in Midland, Texas, there's financial backing. So (laughs) she's going to get that oil money. Okay. She got to get some of this oil money and there's plenty of oil money to be had. So we'll see if we can't link up and and, uh, get her on the show get her of a different audience and you know just give y'all a chance to laugh if you've not heard her before she is she is she is gold she is true she is a true midland legend in the making so uh i look forward to that here in the very very near future heck yeah but that was the fun part of my weekend like uh oh there was an unfun part no i mean there weren't any unfun parts then the next day um, I guess it was Sunday. My friend Jeff had a brisket cook off. Um, the Permian band had sold a bunch of briskets. Okay. So he, he bought a whole bunch of briskets and he decided to smoke one. 
and it was amazing. Oh my God, it was so good. So we all got together and went over to his house and he made brisket and people made different sides and everything. And the brisket was so good. I got to take the rest of it home. It wasn't a whole lot, but uh, I brought it home and everything. It was, oh my God, so good. Nice, man. It so well. It was really good brisket. So that was a good time. And the next day was Memorial Day. And I spent most of it sleep trying to recover from the last two days because, you know, I'm old now. I don't do that. Like, <laughs> back, to back to back nights out? What the hell? My body, you know, was, my body was just like, really? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> do you know who uh, Matt Reif is? Yeah, yeah. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> I don't know. So, like, I want to say that, but then I look closer at his face. I love his like, face. Oh, my. That's my favorite part. I just, I'm not so sure because it's a little too sculpted. Like, I don't know if it's just the, the stage makeup. I don't know. But mm-hmm. it's some kind of carrot top. You know, when Carrot Top first started, he first started, he looked like, like, all, he still looked human, but the further he went on, like, he did have a surgery at some point, and now he just doesn't even look human anymore. Mm-hmm. And to me, Matt Rife is, like, right in the middle of that. <laughs> I mean, I will give you that his cheekbones are, like, super polished, and, like, his lips are big. Yeah. But I think he's gorgeous. Like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, you would, you would. He definitely fits your basic mold. Ah, uh, a little more than basic. He 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 fits the basic mold. <laughs> okay, but he is cute. He is cute. I, I and and he is funny. He is funny. Like I would pay to see him. Yeah, I would pay to see him. He is funny. I do like Matt Rife. But I'm not surprised that you like Matt Rife. (laughs) (laughs) I'll put it like that. I am not surprised that you like Matt Rife. I found him when he was getting, when he was early getting popular on TikTok. And I was like, well, who is this? (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) Well, you know, I don't TikTok, but I do do the reels on Instagram, which is basically the same thing. Okay. Yeah, that's how I found out about it. I was kind of wondering because I know you're not a TikTok guy. I was like, I wonder how Courtney discovered him. Somebody must have shared him on Facebook or something was my was my thought. No, well, I did see him on, on Facebook Reels as well. And then, Facebook of course. Facebook has now, Reels now? Oh, yeah. You didn't know that? I mean, I know they have videos. Yeah. Well, they yeah, they have Reels. Okay. But, uh, you know, they don't know my algorithm quite like Instagram knows my algorithm. So, <laughs> I mean, no so one Matt knows Rife, the algorithm better than TikTok. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's okay. They, they, yeah. I know. I'm you're not, not a fan. I'm not trying to give them my algorithm. Damn China. <laughs> Shut up. Not going to do it. Not going <laughs> to get me. <laughs> I, don't make, I don't make any avatars. I don't do all that. Mm-mm. Courtney is good. China not gonna get me. You gonna get me caught up in all that. Dude, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. 
<laughs> anyway. Yeah, anyway, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so what is on my mind? Um, again, like not a whole lot on my mind. I am excited about the summer. I'm excited about not having set responsibilities. Um, <clears throat> I'm excited about going to lunch with friends. Uh, I did that today. I met up with a friend today. Uh, got almost bad news because he's moving. Uh, he and his husband, his husband just got a new job. And I'm just oh, like, wait. Is it, your, is it your gay friends that moved here? My gay friends that moved here? You had talked about, you had met uh, like a couple at one of your Pride events that had just kind of moved to West Texas. And they were like super happy about Pride and blah, blah. You talked about it in a previous episode. Did I? Yeah, but I'm assuming I'm, it would I'm, not be them then. Yeah, I don't think it's these people though. Okay. But maybe, I don't know. But he basically he's also on the board of directors with the Price Center of West Texas. And so he and I have, have that kind of a business relationship. But through that we've really formed a bond because he was the chair um last year with the first Basin Pride ever Pride event in Midland, Texas happened. And so we kind of talked about that today. He was just like, yeah, I know why you want to chair the events. You know, you want to be the event chair because you wanted to make sure that I was on my shit. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, I, I don't, I can't deny that. So you, you were having something in my city and I needed to make sure it went the right way. So, cause you thought that you were just representing base and pride and, and, Price Center, West Texas. I was like, no, you're representing me. <laughs> and this was, not, this was not going to fail in Midland, Texas. So. Corny's all about that image. It is. I mean, it, I mean, you have to be. I'm not hating. I'm not hating one bit. When you take on big, huge projects that, you know, can make you or, or, or sink you, um, you have to be concerned about that stuff. And you have to make sure that you have the right people in charge. And he was definitely the right person in charge. Mm-hmm. And he's assured me that, you know, the leadership coming up after him is solid and that we're, we're on the path to greatness. Awesome. And, I, and somehow I believe him. I, I don't know why, but I believe him. Because if it's not on the path to greatness, I sure as shit will let him know. I will go, <laughs> go to Houston. And fine. <laughs> hey, you want to get a lunch? <laughs> right. <catch up? laughs> hey, I'm in Houston. Don't ask me why, but I'm start, in Houston. Start beating his ass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you left me here with this bullshit. <laughs> That's no, funny. It's all, it's all gonna be okay. It's yeah. all gonna be okay. Um. But yeah, this summer I'm looking forward to being able to do more things like that. Have lunch planned with our friend Kate uh, to talk about some things. And then um, tomorrow is actually the first day of the the superintendent's uh, strategic planning committee. Coella. Um, right. And I've been invited to to participate and be a part of that. Uh, I will not be eating any shiny red apples. Good. Smart man. Smart man. Yeah. will not be eating the apples, but um, I am looking forward to that and to hearing 
what the strategic plan is and how she plans on, you know, doing for the entire district with absolutely zero African-American representation in her leadership cabinet. Mm. Not even like the, the last one left, the last person left who was the chief of police for MISD just uh, resigned. He just resigned. Because she's chasing away black talent. Yes. And it's and it's pretty obvious. Absolutely. If, that, if that's not what's happening, it's certainly the appearance of what's happening. I'd say if that's and, what's happening, they got a serious PR problem because Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I've always said that image is everything because perception is reality. And this is what we perceive. This is what everyone perceives, that Black people are being chased out of MISD. And now they're all gone. All of the leadership, all of it is gone. And that's a big deal. And it's a big deal because it's noticeable. I think that, that you know, the thought was, well, we'll gradually shift it away and nobody's going to know. But no, we, we know, we see it, and it's a problem. And uh, when you have a district of 27,000 kids and your third largest demographic is African-American and there's no representation at the top to attend to their needs, um, it's a problem. It's Absolutely. a big problem. Yeah. So... I was just looking at the committee and the names that were on the list and um, I didn't see a lot of black people. So it will be very interesting to walk into this whole thing. Apparently there are about a hundred people that have been invited to participate. And my participation actually comes as an invitation from Michael Booker, um, our district rep. Your future, uh, your future replacement. So that's nice. (laughs) <laughs> it's nice of him to uh, let you yeah yeah you know i mean but i'm one of the people who's involved and i'm one of the the stakeholders who actually shows up to every meeting and you know who's actively involved in what's going on within the district and so um you know he asked me if i want to be on that on that committee and i said yes absolutely and uh i will be very interested to hear what's going on and um, you know me, I don't have a problem with making waves. Right. If that's what needs to be made. I'm not going to do anything that's just, you know, per- on purpose. I'm not going to be purposefully evil. But at the <laughs> same time, I-, I am going to make sure that that representation and whatever the strategic plan is, that it it, it is a strategic plan for everyone, not just certain people. And so uh, I look forward to that happening this summer uh, and in particular happening tomorrow. Uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday. That meeting is on Wednesday morning at First Baptist Church of all places. And you guys can catch up on how that went whenever you hear the uh, What's on Courtney's Mind Wait Sports Edition. <laughs> no, you won't hear about on Wait right? You will not hear about on Wait Sports. <laughs> we have plenty of other things to talk about on weight sports. So oh yeah, we will not be not be talking about that on weight sports. 
Um, what else is on my mind is, you know, it's now it's time to reset. It's time to, you know, band programs are already in the high gear for next year. I know what Permian show is going to be. Uh, and it's going to be a fun show. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think that the audience is going to absolutely love it. I'm glad that we get to bring it to Midland twice, actually three times, once in competition, excuse me, once in competition and for uh, to compete in both of the football games. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I really love this show, this, the concept for what we're talking about. So. Are you still able and, to like really work with Permian while being like kind of an employee of MISD? I mean, because it's elementary, it doesn't really matter, right? Well, either way, it does. It wouldn't matter um, because it's kind of more of a consultant type of a thing, and uh, not it. It wouldn't matter either way. Okay, it really wouldn't matter either way. But it, it there are a lot of eyes raised because I'm not an employee of Edgar County Independent School District. Mm. And so that's why it's not a conflict of interest. Okay, gotcha. Um, but yeah, you know, but after basically this year is going to be my last year to work with that program. Because I do think that it would be odd for me to do that with Permian and then be on the school board in the I just love so, you're just like, yeah, you know, I'll be on the school board, so I have a lot of confidence. I if do I'm too. gonna do it, you know, if I'm if I'm going to do it, then I'm going to do it. And I don't expect to lose. I have a lot of confidence I, as well. I have a lot of confidence and you have to speak confidence. You have to speak things into reality. And um I, I know will find it, a man that will stay. I will find a man that will stay. I'm sorry. Uh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, I do feel confident in that. I feel like like this is this is my destiny. This is one of the things that I've been purposed for is to to do this to make this run, mm. and uh, you know, hopefully, I win. I just want to run unopposed. I don't want. I don't want trauma. I don't want to, I don't want drama. I don't want to have to beat somebody. What makes Just you think to, you're going to run unopposed? Um because that's happened a lot before. Okay. School board races are not always opposed. And so um we just I had think a fiery that, one last time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think that um I am trying to build goodwill amongst the entire community you know um usually the competition comes from the hispanic community wanting representation and so they'll put up somebody to run you know for that office even if they don't necessarily feel like like they're gonna win uh they Mm -hmm. still want to put up representation and i'm hoping that i can show them that I am their representation because I really believe that I am. I, I mean, the Hispanic community helped raise me. It's, it's part of who I am. It's part of what I grew up knowing. Um, my neighbors who, who 
are the only ones that had a son that was my age. I basically grew up with them. I okay. grew up in their, in, in their house. I went on family vacations with these people. Um, they're my mom and dad just as much as my mom and dad. And so I feel very tied into to the Hispanic okay. culture. Well, um, I feel like you can't grow up in Midland, Odessa, Texas and not feel a little bit of like kinship to Hispanic culture. Like I... When I lived in Massachusetts, I got along with so many like Hispanics I met out there because like it's kind of the same culture. I'm like, oh, you really get it. I'm like, I grew up in it. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm yeah. white as hell, but I grew up in that culture. Yeah. So Yep. And so, you know, I I so even more so this year, I want to make sure that I built that connection so that uh the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce does not decide to put together somebody to run against me. They're going to listen to this. They're going to be like, well, now we have to challenge him. We got to keep him honest. Well, not necessarily that, or they could be like, okay, well, we will see. We will test him. Just don't be beta. Don't don't go out there talking about hola, como esta. (laughs) Beto O'Rourke spoke Spanish. It was not. Oh my gosh, he was a very fluent speaker. You know how I'm like, like, God, he, he just sounded so white when he did it. Minamo uh, es Beto. <laughs> whatever. I know that's your boy, bro, but I just, oh, anyways, I'm sorry. It's it, not important it, at all. Right? Don't be hating on my boy. You know that's an instant fight. It really is. <laughs> that's an instant fight. You're not going to come for Beto. <laughs> that is your boy. That's my boy. That's your three-time loser right there. Hey, at least he ran. <laughs> At least he read. And this, oh, speaking of. Okay. Speaking What's of losers. Speaking of losers. Ken Paxton. Ken, Ken Paxton had his first interview today post, uh, post impeachment. I was and, surprised and, you hadn't brought this up like in previous weeks. Well, you know, it was all slowly developing, but, you know, it just, it finally hit the, hit the fan. Yeah. Well, he's he said that had it not been for the 2.5 million mail-in ballots that he prevented from uh, being cast in Texas, especially out of Houston, that Biden would have won Texas. Don't believe it. I, I don't, do believe I it. I just don't believe it. I do believe it. I just can't see Biden winning Texas. I can see Texas trending purple state lean red. I just can't have seen that be in 2020. I just couldn't see it. I, I could see it. I definitely could see it. I definitely could see 2. it. Because, 2.5 mil? Yeah. And we're kind of like just assuming, are we assuming all those would have gone to Biden? Pretty much. Because that was the trend for the mail-in ballots. Then, yeah, he would have won. If every single, because Trump won Texas by about 500,000 votes. So if, I mean, 2.5 mil is a lot. You're telling me Biden would have won Texas by like 70% of the vote? I can't get my, I I, I don't know, man. But um, absolutely, he would have won. You're absolutely right. You know, it's Texas because, because, the major populations in Texas are very blue. They're very blue. 
they're not purple. They're very blue. Oh, absolutely. The, the major cities are very blue. It's all these rural locations that are red. We have a lot more rural locations. And everyone's trying to make it so fair and balanced so that these rural locations are not just cast off to the side. And that's what's holding Texas red. But Texas, but, we should absolutely celebrate Ken Paxson getting impeached. That is Yeah, that it's is major. Because it, Ken Paxson is a horrendous human being. It's long overdue. It is long overdue. And whatever the report that finally made the Republicans turn against them. It's something about sexual assault, right? It's a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, I just, it sounds crazy, but Governor Wheels, actually, I actually think, I'll take Governor Wheels over Paxton or uh, Dan Patrick. Dan Patrick, in my opinion, is the worst. He's the lieutenant governor, right, Patrick? Yes. He yes. is freaking awful, bro. Oh, yeah. He is worse than Governor Wheels by far. Yeah, he really is. There, there is no question of that. He is much worse than Wills. And Texans love electing electing the lieutenant governor after the governor leaves. So I freaking hope it's not Dan Patrick, bro. Because oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He is by far worse than uh, than Wills. And so <laughs> love the way uh, you say Wills. <laughs> I mean, that's who he is. You just say it so like, yeah, you know Wills. I don't know. It's to the it's to the point. Sometimes I forget his name. Yep. Governor when I said, Abbott. When I said Governor Wills, I could not remember his name. Yeah, I mean Governor Abbott. <laughs> Rolling his way to victory. Yep. Oh, we're terrible people. Oh, no, we're not. <laughs> we're not terrible people because he spent again. He spent his whole campaign pandering about him being in a wheelchair. And so that makes it fair game. So you're just like, nice, just Governor Wheels. Yeah, you know, he was already Governor Wheels, and everybody was like, how dare you make fun of him being in a wheelchair? I'm like, he's the one who brings it up every chance he gets. I'm just not supposed to say anything? Hello? That's your entire personality, bruh. Yeah, that you created that monster, not me. That's funny, man. So, so yeah, he can be Governor Wills. That's cool. Now I feel like calling him Hot Wills is a, that's a little too much. I just like calling him Willy Willy Stupidhead. Yeah, Willy Willy. That's that's too much. Nah. Hot Wills. That's that's too much. Hot Wheels Who calls him Hot Wheels. Man, a lot of people call him Hot Wheels. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people call him Hot Wheels. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Governor he Hot Wheels. Hot, he is Hot Wheels for uh, for a good many people, a good many Texans. I love it. I absolutely love it. And so I I do not call him out of respect. I do not call him Hot Wheels. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> Oh man! So my uh, what's up my mind segment was just kind of all over randomly, all over the place, but it all centers around it's summertime. I'm ready to I'm ready to hit reset on a lot of things. I'm ready to to take on some projects that school did not allow me to take on. I'm ready for you know to reset on on um, Project Blueprint 
for the second year and select a new class. Um, I know, love that because I remember you saying you weren't doing shit this summer. No projects, no nothing. Like two episodes <laughs> ago, you said you weren't doing anything this summer. And I'm not. In my you mind. You said projects. Well, Project Blueprint. It's something that I've already been doing. These, I'm not doing any new projects. I'm just continuing the things that I've been doing. Oh, it's I, just I don't have school to to tack on to that. Oh, I. I'm not. I'm not going to try and you know. I'm not. I'm not doing anything new. Okay. I'll put it. I I'll put it that way. I'm not doing anything new. I believe you. I'm continuing. I'm uh, talking to people, building coalitions and friendships. <laughs> Those type of things. But nothing new. Nothing all all new and millennial. (laughs) New and millennial. (laughs) Speaking of millennial, it's time for your moment. I really wish we could do some kind of like theme music for like every transition switch because I would just love to hear what transition music you put on for the millennial moment. It would be it would be different every time. It would have to be. Well, quick question. Um, this isn't exactly what was on my millennial moment, but I just wanted to ask you. Um, I've been researching this a lot lately, and us talking about Biden and Trump made me think about it. What is your opinion on uh, ranked choice voting? Ranked choice? Yeah. What's your opinion um, on that? I'm a fan. It depends on if you have several qualified candidates. I mean. You know, you have to have at least five that are really super good people to make ranked choice effective. Um, I tend to not be a fan of it. Okay. Because, you know, it, it makes it not a race. You know, there's not a winner. There's not a clear-cut winner in ranked choice. It's who gets the most likable votes. Yeah, they're okay. They're they're more okay. More people <laughs> like him than than not like him. So okay, he gets to move on. Um, I I don't know. It, it's it's a very. I get it. I get it. And when you're when you have a large field, I can see the benefit of ranked choice to help you narrow down your field to get you to a place where it's either A or B. But in most races, most of the time, it's not logical to do that to me. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. All right. Today's millennial moment is a confessional. Is a what? Confessional. Oh, okay. So. We're going to have to code this segment, okay? I found out recently that a person that I used to work with who was just a total see you next Tuesday to everybody, no one could – you know how some women – and men do this too. Men who think that being an asshole and a dick to people is like their whole personality. You know how some women base their entire personality on just being a bitch and there's no, there's nothing else. You're just a bitch, right? And they're like, I'm just a bitch and they're proud of it. Yes. Yeah. Um, so this is one of those people. And okay. um, 
despised her with every fiber of my being. Um, and this was back when I worked um, uh, at a certain place at J. Mike's uh, back in 2020 before I moved to Massachusetts. And then I moved and I went to Massachusetts and I did some growing up and whatever. And um, people grow up. And uh, I come back and find out that Miss See You Next Tuesday is still working for the company. Um, and I find out that she thinks, she says, she claims that I was her bully. And that I was so mean to her and so wrong to her and made her feel like less of a human. And I was so awful. And I'm just like, okay, I'm looking at it two different ways. I'm like, one way, you were a fucking bitch. And I gave it back to you. And I was the only one that would give it back to you. Because everybody else would just, oh, whatever. That's just how she is. And I'm going to ignore it. And I would just give it right back because I match energy. You know, treat me like shit. Oh, I'm gonna treat you like shit. That's that's how I am. That's how I was. I'm getting better. That's how I was. Um, and so part of me is like, bullshit. You're just playing the victim because you were a B I T C H. I forget. I shouldn't curse so much. Um, but then the other part of me like, wow, I'm the fuck. I, wow, I'm the freaking villain in somebody's story. Like I'm the bad guy. Like I'm the like. Am I the person that kept someone up crying? Yeah, man. And I'm just like feeling really bad about it in a way. I'm like, damn, was I really that awful that this person felt that way about me? Did I really make this person feel? And like, and I'd asked friends of mine that worked there at the time, like, hey, was I really that bad to this person? And they're like, no, she was horrible to everybody. And I'm like, but it's also hard because those are my friends. So it's a little biased. And so part of me, Wants to be like, oh, screw you. You're just playing the victim. You you were awful. And I'm not judging her now. Whatever. She she was young. I was young. It is what it is. But then part of me feels like I'm trying to, like, shirk the blame. Or, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, try to, like, like fuck. Like, damn, dude. I was really that person in someone's life. Like, I always like to think that I'm not – I might not be everybody's friend. But I don't think I go out of my way to, like, be wrong to people. So just to hear that somebody thinks that about me, I'm like, damn, am I really that guy? Like, and if she says that, who else thinks that about me? So I, I just, it doesn't have me like in like an emotional state, like like I'm crying or anything, but it had me like really reflecting on myself. I'm like, wow, was I really that awful to this chick? Um, I don't know. It's the first time in my life I've ever heard that. It's the first time in my life I've ever been told you were the problem in my life. You made coming to work awful. You made me feel like less than a person. I've never heard that until recently. And I'm just like, really? So I don't know, dude. I'm just 26 years old. It's the first time I've ever heard that. I'm trying to process it, man. I think it's crazy. I don't know. First off, congratulations for getting there. Congratulations. Courtney's like, been there, done that. Well, and for you to only, I mean, for 26 and you're and you're reaching this moment, that's good. That is good because you've been in positions of leadership a lot longer than that. So uh, usually when you're a leader, um, this is natural because you're going to do something that's going to make somebody mad. And um, I can think back to my days with my fraternity in college. Mm. And um, as I was chapter president and, you know, in leadership positions, I did not always make everybody happy. 
And there are a lot of decisions that I would make and a lot of uh, rulings that I would give that rub people the wrong way. And when people did not, when people wanted to try and buck up to me, I was either your friend or your worst enemy. Exactly. And, and for those who decided to, to like not drink the Kool-Aid <laughs> to go against me, <laughs> I made their lives absolutely hell. Yeah, so well, let I've me always... let me just really quick interject that back in the day, neither one of us were leaders. We were both just employees. We're just casual employees. But go on, go on. Well, I mean, I think in your situation, the reason why she would say that you're the bully is because you were the only one who gave her the energy she was giving. And that's like, what, like, yeah, go ahead. That Sorry. was it. Yeah, <laughs> was like... and that was it. No one, no one else treated her like that, exactly. and she didn't understand why. Why you were the one who was like you know, giving it right back to her and, and because no one else had stood up to her that way. Well, and like, and one thing I told my friends, I'm oh, sorry, what were you saying? You cut out. So I thought you were done talking. No, I just said, and that's what made you the bad person because you gave it back. You gave her what she was giving to you. You matched the energy. Well, and think about me back when you first, because this was back when you first met me when I was Mr. Firebrand and angry at the world. My policy back then, and, and I've since matured from this. I don't think this way anymore. But my policy back then was if you mess with me, you go out of your way to kick on me, bully me, do me wrong, spread gossip about me, be mean to me. I'm going to do the same to you, but I'm going to do it so severely and so much worse than you did it to me that you will never, ever, ever mess with me again. <laughs> like – like you thump me, I cut off your hand. You know what I'm saying? Like, like extreme. And so I'm like, maybe I was that awful to her. But like, I know for a fact I'm never the instigator. I always like my one biggest thing in life is I treat everybody from a five year old child to a sixty year old adult with the same baseline of respect. And you either lose it or gain it depending on how you treat me from that point forward. And so I'm not trying to justify it, but it's like if I was that awful to you, I know damn well. I'm not saying you deserved it, but you provoked it. You 100% provoked it. No, so I don't go say, say it what it is. You deserved it. If I, if I, <laughs> if that's the energy that you felt like you you received, you deserve that shit because that's <laughs> the way I feel. I feel that way. If if I I have always said that if there are people out there who don't like me then I will give you a reason to not like me. <laughs> Seriously, man, that's how I am too. Like, I will give you the reason. You're not going to like not like me just to not like me. Like, yeah, like Courtney, I do not like Courtney for the following reasons. He did these things. Yeah. Like, be able to quantify it. And so... That is kind of know, how I feel, yeah. I'm like, if she's saying this about me, I probably did give her a reason to feel that way. But, like, I'm just juggling with the morality of it. Do I just say, damn right, bitch, and watch yourself? Or am I like, see, Damien, you got to be better because now this is how this person thinks about you. How many other people think this way about me, you know? Uh, The people who were shitty to you and you gave them and you matched their energy. That's really how I feel. That's really how I feel. You know, don't, to me, don't ever back down from people who make you feel bad. Okay. I really thought you were going to go the other way with this. I thought you were going to be like, no. yeah, take this and reflect. <laughs> nah, uh-uh. There is no reflection because, 
I mean, I, I have lived in the same world. I really have where, where um, I have taken the time and been like, man, these people, you know, they really don't like me. But then I'm at the same time, I'm like, well, this is what they did to not, this is the reason why they don't like me. And this is what led up to that, those circumstances. Yeah, like this person, like this person specifically started like four different, I had, I had my girlfriends over and we had a whole wine night and talked about it and was just reminiscing on the past. And like this person specifically like started like three or four different rumors about me, like try to ruin my relationship with my best friend, Katie, like was like. Anytime I would try to do anything, would just always be a bitch about it, and it's just like, yeah. But you're gonna sit here and cry. I'm not crying. I'm like, okay, cool, awesome. She's older now. That's great. People mature. I'm gonna. I don't give. I really like genuinely. I don't care. I don't care what happened in 2020. I don't care. It was 2020. I could give a damn less. But for you to sit there and be like, he was just the worst, most awful person. I'm like, uh, uh-uh, uh. Let's talk about you. Like, let's talk about you. Like, oh, I'm irritated, bro. Because it's like, why you got to bring that up? Like, like, why are you resurfacing this? I've given you no reason to resurface this. Let them be bitter. Let them be hateful. The thing is, is that people who know you know the truth. And that's all that really matters. Yeah. But that's my millennial moment. I'm just the villain in someone's life for once, and I don't know how to cope with that. Because I, yeah. I feel like I'm always a guy where they're like, man, Damien Crop, that guy was always so sweet to me. But I was have, that was always a guy that was there for me. That's always who I try to be. So to hear that I'm somebody's villain, I'm like, really? Really? <laughs> oh, no. I, no, that's a, that's, a, that's a moment. I love being the villain. <laughs> <laughs> I love being the villain because that means that you've done something to me and I am in retaliation. I don't openly, I don't openly go after anybody. Same. But I will, I don't start stuff, but I will finish it. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm trying to be less nuclear than when I was younger because that younger me definitely was a little psychotic with it, bro. I'm like, oh, you want to fuck with me? Oh, you want it with me? Like psychotic, bro. And I'm trying to be a little better. But absolutely, like if you start, if you try to mess with my piece, you try to mess with my life, my career, my routine, baby, you're going to have that's going to be the worst decision you ever made. Yes. I'm going to make sure of it. Because I don't go out of my way to hurt people. So don't don't screw with me. Don't mess with me. Don't yes. do that. Don't do that. <laughs> right? I like Don't. my life, man. Don't mess with me. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. I'm that happy okay. you kind of have my back here because I thought you were going to be like, yeah, it's part of the learning process and just be better. And I, I really thought you were nah. going to give me like the turn the other cheek speech. <laughs> because when we talk politics and stuff you're always telling me to be the better person don't go back after them blah 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 blah. even though I want to I want to go all Olivia Pope on them and you're always talking me down for being Cyrus Bean so I, <laughs> so I thought <laughs> because, so in those situations it's like are you being personally attacked like you no and those are situations where maybe an idea or a concept is being attacked, or you're seeing someone else that you're close to be attacked. It's not like you are being attacked in those situations. Okay, that's fair. So, so, so why is it a, a point in going nuclear? But when you're, when it comes to like defending yourself, um, yeah, you have every reason 
it's just like the so it was just like after all the name change stuff and everything, there were still people that wanted to come after me in social media. I remember, uh, uh, I think it was a um, MRT article, and this guy was just Stuart Bad. Well, no, it wasn't Stuart, but it was somebody you know, just a a, a reader. Oh, okay. And they had and they started commenting about all these terrible things about me. And I went on there and I clapped back. And he was just like, wait a minute, you're not supposed to do this. You're a public figure. So that means that we can talk about you. I said, I don't know who told you that, but I I'm a I real person. Me a little bit about this. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm a real person. And yeah. I'm not going to let you disparage my character without me saying anything. And if you think that that's okay, then you got something else coming to you. So keep talking all that you want to talk. I have every right to respond. And I'm going to. So keep at it. And after that, after that, like people stop. Because my clapback is vicious. Don't come for me unless I send for you. <laughs> that came yeah, from, I mean, um, that is one thing I did learn about you. <laughs> Yeah, don't come for me unless I send for you. And I'm because I'm not going to deliberately come for people. But if you come for me, be ready. Don't play victim. Don't sit there and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe he said that about me. Right. Okay, I do feel a little better now because, like, my friends were telling me that. But again, like, they're my close friends. Like, besides, like. I mean, it was like they're up there with like you in terms of like people I consider like close friends. Like I just, and so in my mind, I'm like, and plus they were there, and so I'm like, it's a little yeah. biased. But if you're gonna sit here and tell me, nah, bro, f that, then all right, I feel a little better, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, if, if there is a reason, that's my that's always been my whole thing. Of course, I want everyone to like me, but if I have given you a reason to not like me, there's a reason, and yeah. Don't like me. Fine. Good. (laughs) I don't want you to like me. And it's for the following reason. It's not just because. So, yeah, I I will give you a reason. (laughs) Feeling good. That's that's, that's how I feel about that. All right. Screw it. Chalk one up for the villain story. I'm down for it. <laughs> I just got work on. You got to work on your evil laugh, bro. You, you gonna be a, yes, yes. You gonna be a villain. You gotta be a villain. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> cool. Well, that's my millennial moment. <laughs> nice, nice. I can deal with that millennial moment. I can wow. deal with an, it. an hour and 10 minutes show today. Yeah. Probably 15 by the time we stop bantering at the damn end of it and just in the damn thing. Right. <laughs> we're like when you Shit, try to, bro. we're like that stereotypical southerners where it's like, okay, bye. And you inch out of the house and you talk for 10 more minutes. Well, we better get going. And you make it to the front door and you talk for 10 more minutes. And then you get out the door, you talk for five more minutes. You get to the car, you stand by the car for 10 more minutes. <laughs> right. Nope, nope. Did you did you see any? Did we get any more uh, listeners from any other strange locations? 
Um, we always get way less listeners on two part episodes than we do on because people probably listen to part one and say, Oh, yeah, I'll get back to part two, and they never get back to part two. Um, yeah, (laughs) every time we have a two parter, they're listening. Um, ain't where it's at. I'm calling all of y'all out, you know, you know who you are, you know, you were that person that was like, Oh, I'll I'll catch up to part two, and you never did, did you? You never did. Part two had some fire, part two had some fire because you hadn't even gotten to your mind yet. No, I had. not I mean, one. like, yeah, yeah part, part one, one quick. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but no, I have not seen any more unique listeners. Um, just our normal Canada, America, a couple people in South America, like a couple people in Mexico, but nothing crazy. In South America, yeah, we have a couple of listeners in Mexico. Um, I hate to let you know, but that is not South America. Oh, Central America. Excuse me. It's not even Central America. <laughs> Mexico isn't Central America? No. It's North America? Yeah, NATO. You ever heard of NATO? Uh, see. I don't know what to say. <laughs> oh, my God. I really thought Mexico was Central America. Work in my cabinet? Well, you don't I'm, even... I'm young. Let me learn. <laughs> I'm young, who, bro. Stop it. Who are all of your government teachers and geography teachers? I like to line them up and slap them. Brian Ellington, Brian Ellington, Todd B. Freeze, Chris Hightower. Um, Chris? Yeah, but I oh. knew these things when I was younger. I used to be able to sit there with Chris Hightower and have in-depth political conversations, and he'd be like, dude, you're, you're smart. You're having a future with this kind of stuff. And now I'm like, Mexico's part of South America. Like, I'm telling you, I have gotten <laughs> st- <laughs> Dude, I have gotten stupid as I've <laughs> aged, and I hate it about myself, and I'm trying to fix it. Oh, I've been, watching, I've been watching, like, old World War II videos and Cold War videos and stuff on YouTube lately, just trying to, like, relearn history to myself, because I just... The, the phone age got me, bro. The phone age Is that what me. it is? Dude, I'm telling you, I, I can't even read a book anymore. Like, I'm trying to read for this book club, and I can't get through, like six pages without wanting to be on my phone and I'm like this is horrible when I was a kid I used to rip through books mm. I'm trying to break but it's bad dude I'm trying to break myself with the phone habit I put it on a charger like across the room and I try not to touch it from like three hours before bed and it's so hard <laughs> like it's really bad man <laughs> mm. yeah but Mexico is part of North America yay <laughs> yeah Mexico is part of North America. Sorry to burst that bubble. I'm not proud of it. I'm not proud of it, people. (laughs) Wow. As much as a lot of people don't want that to be the case. Yeah, I know, right? Well, go ahead and sign us off, Courtney. (laughs) Do you have a recommendation? (laughs) Well, I recommend that people... Know your neighboring countries. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to harass you about this now. That's, uh, I was not expecting that one. How can you? I'm not proud of that one, man. You know I'm smarter than that. Give me some credit. Don't hold it against far, me. Far. Usually. I just had a gaffe. Everybody has gaffes. Remember all of Beto's gaffes and all of Joe's gaffes, like when Joe talked about Indian people at 7-Elevens and stuff or how much he loves sniffing children? Come on, man. Let me have my gaffe, all right? Nope. Huge gaffe. 
Can I just say that Trump the other day called Ron DeSantis Ron DeSanctimonious and I actually freaking cracked up like the dude's hysterical. He's just such an awful human being, but oh my god, is he funny? <laughs> he called him no. Ron DeSanctimonious, bro. That's how he gets you. That's it's how so he funny. That's how he gets you. Oh it's my like, god. Awful human being, but he's really funny. Fuck it. Let's it's make not, him No, I was like, I'm gonna <laughs> It's <laughs> not gonna go vote for him, but if he keeps calling just the nicknames he comes up for people is just hysterical, man. I can't help it. It's so funny. Yeah, Ron he is sanctimonious. <laughs> he is the king of, of, of nicknames. Yeah, I will give him that. <laughs> he will come up with a nickname for somebody in a heartbeat. Sleepy Joe, low energy Joe, creepy Ted. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Sitting there on a debate stage talking about when creepy Ted, I'm just like, he's really called him that. <laughs> right? Like, y'all really gonna let him sit here and call this man creepy Ted? I know. It's crazy. That's oh, funny. I know. It's terrible. Anyway, good citizens of all your various countries and continents. <laughs> Especially those in North America, Woo-hoo! which yes includes YouTube Mexico. <laughs> we appreciate you listening. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we appreciate you being a part of our listenership, and uh, everyone help us grow the show. Uh, help us like no topics to talk about. I think one of the things that I'd like for us to do this summer is to get out and explore a little bit more. So if you know different events that are happening uh, within the Midland Odessa community that you think that that um, Damien and I can be a part of or go and see and, and uh, witness firsthand, then please let us know and um, share that information so that we can come back and, and talk about it. If you have something going on and you want someone to bring some attention and light to it, then please let us know so we can talk about it. Maybe we can even have you on to talk about your event that's happening this summer. So um, here, here. Now let's let's continue to grow the show. Let's make it about something about different things. Um, we didn't even talk about the Texas legislature and how they're going to be held hostage by the guy in the wheelchair because he's not happy because he didn't get his vouchers. So, yes, there will be a, se- a, a, a separate session. Mm. He's going to hold everyone hostage. Mm. But that's discussion for another day. Um, let, uh, be sure to, to follow us on Instagram at waitwhatpod22. Um, be sure to check out our sports show. Wait, Wait sports? We have, a, we have a good time and that show is getting longer <laughs> than, than I really wanted it to. I have text okay. message proof of Courtney saying 45 minutes to an hour sounded good. Uh, it said 30, 30 to 45 minutes. Screenshotting and sending it to you right now. I'm sure it didn't say an hour. I feel like it's been you, 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 uh, what is it called? You, um, what is it called when you doctor a picture? <laughs> um hold on hold on hold on here 
that he's trying to find this made up. He said, I said, I thought it worked really well. Hopefully it didn't interrupt too much. You said, nah, I probably interrupted you more. There was no debate, so it was fine. I said, my initial takeaway is that if this is going to be a rapid fire, here's a news of the day sports show, 30 minutes should be fine. If we want it to be a debate slash discuss the hot topic sports show, we may need we need to be cool with maybe 45 to an hour. We didn't have much to debate about anything this episode, and it went for 47 minutes. So I don't know. It's just my initial thoughts, but I had a blast. You said, I agree with those times. It will always depend on topics. And I said, for sure. So that doesn't necessarily mean that I said 45 minutes to an hour. I think you're reading into that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Because there are other texts that clearly say, "Well, when you can learn to say thirty to forty-five, thought, when you can learn to form a thought without needing five minutes to say it, we can keep those kind of times. But considering you need eight minutes to make one point, Courtney, Mister, let me take you down this long traveling road." <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're you're Mr. Illustrious Sentence. <laughs> well, starting to see why that lady didn't like you very much. <laughs> <laughs> you said it about yourself. You don't know how to make a short point. <laughs> oh my goodness. My <laughs> word. I like oh. it. I like the hour long runtime. You're the one that wants it to be a short show. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Well, I've never been so offended in all my life. Oh, not the voice. <laughs> well, well, my well, well, I never. I do declare. Not the declare. <laughs> Mr. Crawford, you have insulted me for the last time. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> That case, I'm going home. <laughs> Folks, I hope you have had a good time uh, with this episode. Make sure you share the show. And we can't wait to talk to you again next week. And you have a good night. Bye, y'all. <laughs>